Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This one, this one nurse. And it... <sighs> Look at Rich. We walking through the hospital. <laughs> like, and she's like, are you completely you. blind? And I said, yeah. And so she was like, well, who is this with you? I said, oh, this, you know, this is my husband. And she said... How you get married and you blind? And I look this way, and I don't have anybody. And all I remember is when we walked back to the room, and she said it again, and I looked at her. I'm like, you must be crazy then. I'm Latarius R. Weekend, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Latarius R. Whitfield. Hey, listen, stop right now. Stop shacking up with us and hit that subscription button and subscribe. See, a lot of people, t- they actually think that they already have subscribed because they have become such uh, frequent listeners of the podcast. But you'll be amazed if you go look at your subscription button. Do that right now. See if you actually have subscribed. We're trying to hit 50K uh, this month. So I need everybody's help. You know, you meet people in your life sometimes that have a lasting impression beyond that initial encounter. And I was working on this project last week. Uh, this very heartfelt, powerful project. We'll get into that uh, as we get into this episode. But I've met this couple. And when I tell you I wanted to just lay on the floor and cry because their love story is so amazing. But not only that, but they don't look like what they've been through. They're a couple that have weathered some of the most amazing storms and they keep a smile on their face. They joke with each other. It's just it's a beautiful sight to see. And I'm telling you, if there's any episode you want to watch, it's this episode right here so grab your kleenex and get ready to cry yeah yeah because i feel it in my spirit listen without further ado welcome to the dear future wifey podcast my new homies rich and tiffany martin how y'all doing good, good. Good, man. How you? <laughs> why why are y'all so silly tell me why why are y'all just so crazy keeps the days going yeah and i'm naturally a fool so <laughs> <laughs> accurate so, so listen, I was trying to think of a befitting name for this podcast, and um, I'm going to call this episode, Is Love Blind? Is Love Blind? Because <laughs> you guys got married while after you've lost your sight, correct? Right. And the love that Rich has for you is just incomparable, and the love that you have for him is just so dope. But it didn't start off that way. <laughs> it didn't start off that way where it was butterflies and fireworks. Uh, you was a hard cookie to crack. Right, Tiffany? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Tiffany, tell me how y'all met. Uh, we met through a mutual acquaintance in 2012. 2012. 2012. Um, and, you know, she hit me up and was like, this is guy. You might want to, you know, meet him. And he, he, he checks all the boxes. You know, every, every girl got a list. Mm-hmm. So he... On paper, he had all my lists, but it was just bad timing. It was, I'm fresh out of college and got a good job of traveling. I was not trying to settle down. Well, you weren't trying to settle down. And now when I, you know, when I saw him, I was like, oh, okay. But it just, I was not trying to settle down for anybody. So (laughs) you was out there playing the field, Tiffany. 
field, <laughs> making the field, playing the field, quarterback, 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 all the things, and just you wasn't gonna get me settling for nothing. So, yeah. Rich, what was going on with her? <laughs> what she said, <laughs> like just like I was. I ain't gonna lie, I was smitten. I was like, yo, this girl got some fire. She looked good. And it seemed like she was like beyond her years. Yeah. And I was like drawn to her. So I was like, man, I wanna know who she is. And she wasn't, she just was not having it. Like, no matter she would, what. She would talk he for like doing a. Too a much. I was doing too much. So answer that, because you said that in, that in the in the project they were working on, and we'll tell the people about it later. But why would you say he was doing too much? He's a good guy. Mm hmm. And I'm like, you know, like, whatever, you know. But he called, how you doing? I'm like, don't run game on me. And he not. He just, <laughs> he's just a good guy. And so I was just like, you know, whatever. I just really, it's so weird. He's attractive to me, but I wasn't attractive to him. Yeah, yeah. And, so I, was and just I don't like, get that at all. <laughs> he said, you're attractive, but I'm just not attractive. You know why? It's because you were such a good guy. Were you, were you, were you like, did you always date bad boys or something? You that, said he, even, that wasn't even the case. No. It was just like. Why you say he's doing too much? You said he would call. Because he's weird. <laughs> I'll give you that. You said he was doing too much because he would call us. I was just always <laughs> on the go. And he was doing all the right things. It was just like. You just wasn't ready for the right things. Yeah. And it was very, it was scary. Oh, see, that's where I want to get to. Yeah. It was scary because he was too good to be true. There you go. There it is. There it is. After all this time. <laughs> well, I mean, we're married now. You can't go nowhere. <laughs> That's what it was. You were scared. He did all the right things, and you just kind of like, mm-mm, I don't trust it. Didn't trust it. I understand that, though. I do understand that. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what did you think it was? Did you feel like she had another guy? Did you feel like she wasn't, she had commitment issues or what did you take that as, as a man? Cause oftentimes we don't hear about men being in pursuit of a woman and a woman saying, Hey, I ain't ready to settle down. It's normally the other way around. So how were you, how did you take that? Oh no, it was, it, it was like, Oh no, you a whole jerk, <laughs> a whole jerk. Cause I'm like, I didn't, I didn't think I did anything wrong. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm calling to show you I'm interested. I'm trying to get to know who you are. Yeah. You, you just throwing a Nolan Ryan curve at me. And I'm like, all right, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do with then when she. Um, I was honest with you. You were honest. About I didn't believe you. Everything. No. No. Okay. I, I, about everything. Yes, we have been honest about everything. But when you said you was gonna come back, I did not believe it. I friend zoned him. Ghost. But I was honest about everything. Ghost. I told him what was going on. So what you say? What you say when you friend zoned him? I told him if he gave me time. I would come back to him. It was a lot of stuff that I needed to like get squared away. So you just want the little men roll. That's what that's what men say. Men be like, say, give me time. I'm not ready. It it's was like, game. I thought it was game. Exactly. I'm like, I ain't playing with you. I was honest. You were honest. Like, all right, I took that, but like expecting to see her after she said it, nah. Like, In your mind, you automatically just cancel that. You was uh, like, I was, nah. I was on the move after that. It was like, oh. He said, are you, you going to handle me like this? That's what you're going to do? Yeah, all right, all right. We're going to see if I'm around when you come like, back all right, around. This, this is what we're doing? All right, cool. So y'all first date, we talked about this. <laughs> Tell us about your first date. First date, it was Valentine's Day. So it was like, all right, cheat code. I got cool with her sister. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I asked her sister, like, yo, what are some of the Didn't I know this? Oh, you didn't? You wasn't had, supposed to. Had no clue they knew 
anything. I didn't tell my family nothing about it. It was very covert. So I, I, I'm real smooth about it. Now, put this in perspective. You lived in Connecticut at the time. I lived in Connecticut. And she was living in Dallas. Yep. All right. And so I asked her, like, you know, what are some of the um, things she liked to do? She gave me the rundown. I'm like, okay, Connecticut is kind of small. So can't really do most of that stuff there. New York is right there. Mm-hmm. So we, I just went, found um, all the museums, found a nice place to stay that wasn't like in New York, but like right outside New York where it was like comfortable. So you had to come out and deal with noise. And um, just told her, hey, you want to come down and, and chill? She was like, yeah. I bought my ticket mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. I bought, I bought my ticket. I think he asked in like December or something. I bought my ticket and completely forgot about it. You forgot all about the whole trip. And that week I had flown to Denver. Um, my sister was doing um, wilding. an internship. I wasn't wilding. She was doing an internship. I didn't want her to be out there alone. Plus I was trying to finish up a book and everything. So I'm like, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to work. And it literally five hours before my flight, my phone doesn't notice and Says flight. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I completely forgot about this date. So I'm scrambling and couldn't change our clothes. <laughs> and just from Denver to Dallas to New York in a matter of, like, what, six, seven hours. <laughs> um, and I show up, and I get there, and he has this cheesy cardboard cutout with my name on it. Robinson. I'm I was like, trying to be creative and remember yeah, it. Yeah. And she yes. still remembers it. So yeah, it so it worked. It, it worked. worked. It worked. I'm like, this dude is the worst. <laughs> it's so gross. He's laying it on thick and opens the door. Got you. Here's your limo, Miss. And so I get in. Um, That's funny. He said, here's your limo, Miss Robinson. All of the, all of the now, here, now, here's the funny Good part. job. Good job. If I did none of that, right? Mm-hmm. She would be saying, he ain't do nothing. He wasn't intentional. Oh, he's doing too much. And so now, if I don't do it, like, you a whole On the other brood. side. <laughs> on the other side. Greatest day ever. Yes. And that's then, what I loved about it when you said what that. what is this dude doing? Like, he's going he's gonna to kidnap me. This is what this is what you see in horror films and stuff like. What too good to be true? Um, first of all, I mean, this is no colorism here. I am too light skinned to kidnap you <laughs> oh my gosh. because I am too light skinned to go to jail. You're chocolate in your huh? I can't tell if you're light skinned. Oh no, you can't tell Texas now. has changed me. Besides the point. So hold on, let's put this in perspective. So during that time, what year was this? 2015. It was 2015. Tiffany had her sight. Yes, I had. She had her sight at that time. So, um, but when you saw him, you say he's attractive, but I'm not attracted to him. But y'all had this brewing friendship going. And the friendship was locked down. Like we was was cool on the friendship. Yes. So y'all was dope on that. And he wanted to just say, hey, let's see if I can go from uh, friends to lovers. And you're like, all right, let me kind of open my mind up to it. But then here it is. You got this most amazing date that you've ever had. Uh, was that just a weekend or was it just? It was just a weekend. It was the weekend. So it was a whole weekend. You spent time with them. You about to get ready to go back to Dallas. What happened? <laughs> so a whole weekend, just great. So mm-hmm. we got all the places, did all the things. Um, get You know, to my flight, um, we kissed. And I was just like, mm, feelings. I don't like it. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I'm, see, cool yeah, you I'm, a thug. I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it cool. Yeah. So I get them, and I'm like, I go right into work mode. Like, okay, I'm at the airport. They call or over the you know speakers and blizzard. No flights going out. 
And I'm like, uh, so I'm trying to call, get a, you know, mm-hmm. work my magic. Can I get a flight at JFK? Some eventually ended up calling him. Dude drives back through a blizzard. Hour, two hour, I don't know. Comes back, picks me up. Couldn't find a hotel. Everybody, because you can't stay mm-hmm. at LaGuardia. You know, yeah, yeah. you can't just lay up in the airport. Lay it. They they kick you out. He's spending all of his time driving all over Queens, anywhere he can go, everywhere it's booked, and finally found a place. We get there, and I'm just mad. I ain't even focused on him. So I'm, like, doing my own thing, and he just, you okay? Need it? And I'm just, like, I ain't even worried about him. I'm, like, I'm going to bed. I ain't say thank you. I just went to bed. Next morning. So you remember not saying thank you? Oh, Absolutely. Why? My, my my head was on, I got to get home. I got meetings. I got to do this. This was not stunning. So you weren't appreciative of him coming back? Nope. Not at the time. Oh, I was terrible. Mm. Why oh. we married is a, it was a miracle within this. Oh, blood is an act of God. <laughs> now, I will say this. In, in retro, rich intensity for me to go after me has never ceased. Blind, sick, health, good health. It has remained the same and even more throughout the entire time. That's beautiful. Nothing changed. And that's what touched me so much to see a man (laughs) operate with clear intentions. Um, Below, hold on, we got to go back here. So you left and then no thank you, no whatever. Then what happened? I get home and during that entire time, I had noticed my body changing. Um, Face swollen, can't sleep. Coughing, losing my breath, all of these things. But I, I said nothing to any, no one, not even my family at the time. Soon as I get home, I go straight to the doctors, and I was just trying to figure out what's going on. So they let me know, hey, you're in the early stages of renal failure. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm not one to start crying or anything. It's like, what, what needs to be done? Never called him. Never let him know that I made it home. Nothing. Two, what, two or three days later, babe? What was it? Oh, I don't even say two or three days, a day later. It might have been a day later. He calls, did you make it? Like, he is Oh, you didn't even tell him you made it home. You you didn't tell him you made it to Dallas. I landed straight to the doctors. Forgot, completely just put him aside. And I'm trying to see, like, just make sure she's good. Yeah. You had to tell me nothing else. Just let me know you landed because we just had a whole blizzard. I don't know what the plan, like... (laughs) Let me just make sure you're good. And she tried to go off on me. What? You're doing I'm like, you're doing too much. I'm like, I opened the door, as I should. I try to set up a nice date, as, as I, as I should. should. Try to make you have a good time. Mm-hmm. Did that. Now I'm making sure you're home. But you're doing too and much. And I'm doing too much. If you, I listed out all the things he did, women would be like, you are dumb. Like... When I took me to all of my favorite museums, all of the specific exhibits I wanted to go to, took me shopping, bought me boots, food, all the places and I wanted And you to. kissed me on the mouth, and I'm doing too much. Uh-huh, you all kissing him. Look at mm-hmm. you, being fast. All the things. And then you said, being no, too much. <laughs> being fast. All the things. But Tiffany, think about this, that how intentional God was because you got a chance to see your favorite museums for the first and last time. Like, like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's the, think about how dope that is. 
That is amazing. But we ain't gonna put the cart before the horse. Go ahead. <laughs> so 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 you're doing too much. You calling to make sure that that she made it home. She went to the doctor, and what did you find out? You said that you had early stages uh, of renal failure. Early stages of renal failure. Didn't tell them. Yeah. I didn't tell my family didn't this at all me. at that time either. But it was like I got a lot going on. I can't deal with you. And since I didn't know that, I just went off on her because I'm like, you're going to say I'm doing too much when mm -hmm. I'm checking on your well-being. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if something were to happen to you, your mother and your father. I'm I calling you. I, yeah, they looking for me. And I'm like, oh, no, she was on that plane. I checked to make sure she was all right. What happened in between it, I don't know. Just, just, just covering all my bases here. And you talking about I'm doing too much. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you got me messed up. Mm -hmm. You got me all the way messed up. So I think at that point. We stopped talking. Didn't wasn't aware that she was sick or anything like that. We just stopped talking. And For I how long? It was a. I I don't recall the time, but it was a lengthy amount of time that we did not talk. Uh, months or this years? No, it was months. Like about it. What was it at least a year? When I no when I when I got sick sick I woke up September um, September fifteenth twenty fifteen. Um, just got back from LA, had all the intentions of um, had job offers in LA. I was gonna commute back and forth from between Dallas and everything. I was setting up, let my parents know, like you know, I'm about to do this. And what industry were you in? Marketing. Okay. To this day, same industry and everything, um, but really just kind of you know trying to make my own mark without you know the help of my family and all of that stuff. Just doing my thing and. Um, I woke up one morning and I was standing with my parents for some reason. I woke up one morning and the entire um, left side red, couldn't see. And I, I screamed from my dad like, Dad, and he comes up, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't see. What do you mean can't see? I can't see on my left side. I don't know what's going on. So he takes me uh, emergency, you know, to the doctors and they're like, okay, this is early stages of the wear and tear of juvenile diabetes. And so I'm like, okay. So in my head, at this point, I'm like, okay, renal failure, you know, my eyesight, it's just a lot's coming on. This is September. By March, I had lost over 50 pounds. Mm. I am down to a buck 10. Mind you, been thick all my life. Love my curls. I'm a southern girl, so that's my pride and look right there. Yeah. I'm gone. Sticks. Just skin and stick, and it just losing my sight in pain because with um, the particular um, what was happening to me, I could feel my retinas detaching. You could feel it. I could feel it. So at nighttime, it was no sleep. So I'm going on borderline psychosis because I'm not asleep. Um, you can have, like if you ask my family to this day, every day I had a heating pad on my face. Um, I'm in tears, literally just feeling my, my retinas just detach. So would you be, I mean, was it the type of excruciating pain that you're yelling or is it just, you can just bear it, but you're. It's debilitating. I'm, if I'm sitting, I'm laying down on the table with my head rested. Like I can't lift up my head or I'm, um, I'm shaking cause of the pain. And I'm one that like, I have a high threshold. Did they give you medication for it? I'm sedated on everything you and can you think still of. Feel and it. Could, still felt it. Yeah, so her, her pain threshold is like unreal, like mm. unreal. I like I've never met anybody that could take that much. So you know it had to be very painful if she's on medication and she's still saying this is unbearable. 
I mean, when I say heavy, I'm on like that heavy stuff. Like morphine made me tickle. It it tickled me. It didn't do anything. Like for real. Like when they would say, "Oh, we're giving her morphine," and I'm like, "Oh, you might need to get something a little stronger than that because she laughs at morphine." Wow. Like the doses they were giving me, they were like, "You should be asleep." And when I say I'm having coherent conversations, I'm working. You said working. No, work. that's that's now that's the that's the one thing you gotta learn. If you ask any of my friends, my work. family, if I'm in the hospital, once they get me to a point, I set it up as an office. Mm-hmm. Literally. But that's like good I, though. That's a good coping thing anyway to keep your mind focused and or you just a workaholic either. either well, way. that was an issue when we first got married that we had to work through. Did you was a workaholic? It wasn't even a workaholic. It was when I first got sick and I'm Jumping ahead. Oh, we, okay, we're gonna get back to that because okay, I want we'll I, I want to get there. Okay. I want to get there. So you're in the hospital. Uh, I mean, you at you at home or you're in the hospital going through this, feeling your retinas detaching. When all of this happened, it was boom, 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 boom. So oh, it was, we got to get you on dialysis, um, because the water weight that I gained it was it was drowning me internally. So it was okay, boom, we got you on dialysis. Then it was four or five eye surgeries back to back to back to back. Dang. Boom, your eyesight is gone. Then it's um the medicines they were putting me on, killing my muscles. Then it's boom, can't walk. So I done lost my independence, my sight, and I can't walk. And boy, that hit me hard, man. <laughs> All from twenty fifteen to what? Like it was. It happened in a matter of like three months. Like really? It really was like boom, 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 boom. But like September 2015 till about April 2016, and it was just gone. Yeah, I think by 2016 is when I started to become aware like of what was going on. Yeah, because I think from the time we stopped talking after New York, we hadn't we hadn't spoken, Mm-mm. and so. I went off and did my own thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not even knowing that she going through this all is this. this is popping off. So like one day out of the blue, I just checked on her. I'm like, hey, because by that time I talked it up. It's like we ain't gonna never be <laughs> a couple. We just gonna be friends. So yeah. I'm like, all right, we just cool. I'm checking on my friend, and I sent her a text, I believe, and I tried to send her something like you know one of the little animated gifs or whatever. She said I can't see it, and I'm like, well, did I not send it right or something? And she was like, that's when she told me. And I'm like, oh. So, and put those times that we weren't talking in perspective, like, oh, this is why you ain't talking to me. You got all this other stuff going on. And I'm like, dog, I would have been there. Like, regardless of whatever my thought process was, like, not, that's not important. Like, your health is important. And I come from a household where health is an issue. So the kidney thing, I'm familiar with it because my brother had to deal with it. Right. My aunt had to deal with it. So it's like, it's not foreign. So to me, I'm just chalking it up. Well, this is another one that you add to the list and you go put your energy toward that. And so. Talk about that phone call. She was, she was calling different friends, asking to see them. No. So this particular time, um, this, this is right before I lost all of my vision. I was down to, um, I think they said 30%. And mind you, the depression is unreal at this point. I, can I can't, I can't, I can't cope. I can't deal. And um, I'm taking all kinds of meds between what I needed and what I wanted. So I'm like, I just, I couldn't take it. 
And so um, I'll never forget it. And I, I love this woman. And if I could ever find her, I got to tell her thank you. It was this black um, optometrist. And she um, she did my work and everything. She came in and she said, she grabbed my hand and she put my parents over. And she said, listen, you are going to lose your sight. But you are strong. And you are a strong black woman. Get your affairs in order and figure out how to beat this. And my my parents were like, yes, th- this is what we're going to do. In my head, I couldn't. I couldn't digest it. It was just like, you know, everybody knew Tiffany is always on the road. Tiffany's traveling. Tiffany working. Tiffany is doing her. And for her to say it, it was like all my dreams. You know, everything I had in plan is is just, it's gone. But all the other doctors just, you're going to be blind. We can't do anything. Her? That bad Bedside manner. Where Terrible. They just deliver the news nonchalantly and just keep going. Walk away like you—you you just dropped a bomb on somebody and you're gonna leave them yeah. to that and just walk away as if this is nothing. You know, go about your life and it's like, well, you just told me I'm gonna lose my sight. She was the only one that treated me like a person, yeah, and mm-hmm. not a prognosis. And so we got home. My parents, you know, was like, you know, we're gonna go out and run some errands. And I had this just ridiculous idea in my head. I had literally just bought me a Torre Red um, souped-up Challenger. I loved my Challenger. I love speed. I love I love American muscle. This was this was the car I worked on. Like mm-hmm. I worked hard. I was doing all kinds of jobs. And this is my own car. Didn't need a co-signer. This is mine. I got my. This car. is my car. And I remember just thinking, I am never going to be able to drive again. And it just crushed me. So when they left, mind you, down to 30% vision, found my keys, and I'm a joyride. I don't care what happens. <laughs> and when I tell you I got on this strip, um, and I hit that car to about 120. <laughs> and I hit it hard. And I, I mean, I'm and just gone. And I just, and I thought, and it was a, it was a, there was construction on this bridge, and I thought for a quick second, I said, "If I turn this, mm-hmm. I can end it." You like, I ain't got to, I ain't got to go through this. Yeah. And right at the last minute, I just turned it back and went through, and I drove for about two, three hours. Mm. Parents calling. Um, I finally pull up, and they run out. My mom is in tears. My dad is hysterical. Where you been? And I was just, I just told him, just leave me alone. I'm never gonna be able to drive again. Leave mm. me alone. And I got a, um, they, you know, it was disrespectful. I don't disrespect my parents, but it was disrespectful. And I think they kind of got, I think for them it was my, my daughter's safe. Yeah. But they got what happened. And so they went in and I, um, mm. I called Rich and I FaceTimed him. And, mm. I, and I said, you know, this is my, look at me. And I think this is where I was like, this is unusual. Because prior to all of that, our conversations were pretty much text messages. I think we might have FaceTime once or twice. And I'm like, oh no, she doesn't, she don't call. <laughs> she don't she don't do that. So when I got the FaceTime, I'm like, okay, this is this is different. And so she's sitting in the car, and I remember she's sitting in the car, she had sunglasses and a hat on. And that's when she told me about the the vision thing, and I was like, 
all right, okay, wow, right? And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm, she's explaining to me how it happened and the whole process and all that stuff, and I'm just like, all right, so what are we going to do? You said we. Yeah, I'm used to that. So it's like, okay, those situations for me, there's not enough time to process Sorry, feelings. Yeah. It's, okay, stuff got to get done. We can cry later. So what, what's, what's the deal? How do, we, how do we work through this? And um, she didn't ask for anything at that moment, but I could tell she was, like, way beyond frustrated. And so I was like, well, just scream and cuss in the car. And she was like, what is that going to do? I said, absolutely nothing, but for the moment, <laughs> you know, for the moment, like, get that out. <laughs> you know, don't, don't, don't just build on top of that. You know, if you got to scream, scream. Mm -hmm. And if you want to scream in front of me, do that. Yeah. I screamed. Went off. So loud. And I just, I lost it. Like, it was, uh, it was unreal because I, I, no, I, no, I just screamed. And then I wept. And... There's a difference between like crying and weeping. Mm -hmm. I wept. Like I it, I wept. I I didn't have anything. And it, it was just I wept. And it was such a moment of vulnerability that like it's beautiful now that I could experience it with somebody in a safe space, but at the time it just I felt exposed. Um I didn't have a, a covering. I didn't feel safe, you know, and at that time I didn't even feel safe with God. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm praying to you yes. and you letting this happen. And I was like, I don't trust you. Yep. And this is and this is what I, I I wish people, leaders in the Christian community would explain. It's like it's something completely different when you are scared of God. Not fear of God, not a reverence, but genuinely scared to believe, to move, to live. Because you you feel like the guinea pig. Mm. I don't want to be a testament of faith. I never asked. You know, it's mm -hmm. you know, I didn't want to be the example of like what strong faith is. That wasn't my MO. I didn't want it. Yes. In that other side where it's just like, yeah, we could read about miracles all day, don't mean we're gonna get one. Yeah. And nobody yeah. talks about that. And the confusion that brings, because it's like What am I doing what, wrong? What am I reading about a miracle yeah. for if I'm if if the opposite is just gonna happen. Yes. And, I've and seen, so many people were dying. Yeah, yeah, and I've that seen I was it. like, I in my situation, I'm like, this don't end well. Healing, mm. healing is when you go to heaven. That ain't healing to me. Yeah. But so many people were dying younger than me, older. It, there was no reprieve from anything. Yeah, that, that was. You talking about people that were close to you, or people that was going through dialysis and stuff? Far away, it didn't matter. So many people were dying Her from and, the and exact, it was the same like, exact thing. Mm. And I was just like, I don't want, I just, it was just too much. And then when it actually started kicking in and Rich would just call, he didn't want anything. He would just call. And when I say call, it first started like an hour, three hours. Then it became, he's calling and we are talking the entire nine hours. I'm on dialysis at night. And then after that, he get about an hour of sleep and he going to work. And he did this consistently for like, no, nah, ask me what was wrong with me. There <laughs> wasn't nothing wrong with you. Nah, because I, I mean, and I didn't know. Let me tell you something, black man. <laughs> Let me tell you something. That's how you love somebody. Yeah. That's how you love somebody with intentionality. That's how you love somebody to life. Mm 
that's how you love somebody to to you can heal somebody by that type of love and it's, it's amazing the reason why this story resonates so much to me is because not only do I want to honor you with this episode because oh, wow. as a as a black man you are loving on a high level but um because most people most divorces first of all you got married to her while she was sick but most people can't even handle it when they are in love with this person they get married to this person this person go through sickness whether it's the 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 husband or the wife and they just can't handle it so most people walk away from that from that marriage but for you to intentionally i had a friend on this episode i mean on the podcast um my friend lauren and she talked about how she has rheumatoid arthritis and her boyfriend, who she loved so much, told her, I'm not, I'm not, I didn't sign up to take care of you for the rest of your life. And that was the end of their relationship. That hurts my heart. It, it made me so that angry hurts. to hear that. But here it is, you saying, I see you. And the see is so powerful because you see her for the essence of who she is, who God called her to be, and the queen that she is. And, and it's irrefutable about what type of illness she's dealing with, whether or not she can physically see you. But from a spiritual standpoint, y'all see each other. Now, here's the funny part. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> you, I don't know how you tapped into that, but that's the funny part. We joke about it now. It was like, when we were... Good. You was all nice and thinkums and all that. Thickums. You know, and I'm in the gym. I'm doing my thing. I'm getting tats because, you know, I'm going to make this thing look good. Yeah, y'all swole. And never, it, it would never click. <laughs> never clicked. We was like bumping heads. All right, you doing too much. You you old jerk because, you know, I'm like, I'm over here being nice to you. you. This is how you going to act. Didn't click at all. It wasn't until she got sick. And that hurt my heart we, so We bad. had the best communication. We got to know each other. And I said, oh, God, I see what you did. Mm. I see what you did. With all this other stuff, it was like, it was blocking okay, it. I, could, I could put forth the right effort. But that don't mean you know me. Yes. And this tough exterior that she got is so far from who she is. There it is. And so when I got to talk to her, I was like, you know, it wasn't about nothing. It was just like, oh, no, you are actually sweet. <laughs> you are actually At my core, giving. I am such a sensitive just baby. Like Threw me off. <laughs> but I will never. People on the outside will never get like. They will never get the access. Threw me completely off. And I, and then I was still trying to understand because, remember, there was some time in between us not talking. Yeah. So I'm doing my thing. Yeah. I'm dating and I'm, you know, I'm like, well, look, I'm single. Yep. Whatever you got going, that's exactly. what you got going on. I'm yep. good. And I don't know what made me reach out to her that day. Mm. But it just literally just started to change. But at the same time, stuff with me was starting to change. Like the dating thing. And I was like, picking up on cues. I'm like, okay, this is this isn't it. No disrespect to whoever I was yeah. dating at the time. It's like, look, it all the disrespect, all all or nothing. Y'all wasn't y'all wasn't as good as me <laughs> to this day. Blind as a bat, but y'all ain't as good as I, me. I give, I give good wife. Ain't nobody gonna beat me. Loving him, period. So let that be known. Talk about it, Tiff. It's all your let subscribers, know. all 50,000. <laughs> let them know, Tiff. Y'all hear this on his page, my page. 
run up. So so all she that. said you can't outwife her. Did you hear Tiffany? Not outwife me. You can't outwife her. Rich? Oh no. Listen, and so all of that stuff began to like just it ran its course. Yeah. And um when we started to communicate more, it was like she said, it was an hour. And I'm just like, wow. Now funny stuff, but like this is the first time we talked this long on the phone. <laughs> without no without no, <laughs> you know, all right, you doing too much, no awkward pauses yeah. and like what do I say next? It just <laughs> It just it was a natural conversation. So it was like, okay, we hit the reset button on that. Good. And so when we talked, I mean, we talked. I don't know how you talk to somebody that long. Nine hours. And and not even know it, it's been nine hours. And I look You talking about the sun is up. I'm like, well, I can't see it. What you talking about? <laughs> and you, and you hooked up to a machine the whole time going through dialysis. Mm-hmm. I can hear it beeping. Mm-hmm. Nine hours. And when she when we would kind of talk about that. Because my brother would go into the dialysis center and she did her peritoneal, which was at the house. So they break up those days in the dialysis center. She's doing the full hours in one night. Every night. Every night. And so. Every night. Nine hours every night. It was, um, it's a tube coming out my stomach, connected to machine, connected to the tub to drain. And I am, I cannot go anywhere. Every night? Every Every night. night. Oh, help me understand this. Uh, uh, forgive me of my ignorance. Why did it have to be every night? What, what, what's going on? The difference between peritoneal um, and then, you know, hemo is peritoneal is uh, fluid-based. So they put a glucose um, in your system, and it flushes out your system, and it goes through cycles throughout the night. Um, and, like, every night, nine hours, um, you just being flushed through this. And so... Um, it was a lot of wear and tear on the body. But and you did that how long? I did it for a year, three months, and I believe two days. And, and this is me not knowing nothing up until that point. My parents. Like, it was so much going on. My, my grandmother is suffering terribly from dementia. They bring her, they move her into the house. So I have my mom, which is taking care of a, of a dying parent. And then my dad is taking care of pretty much a dying child. And their marriage was the one where I was like, this is this is how you this is a partnership. This is love. This is how you move together. But they, I mean, it was so bad on the house. And I didn't know that that was in play at the same time because okay, like back up a bit. Prior to me even meeting her, my stepfather is off of his bout with cancer. A little bit after that, my mom has a diabetic spike. She's in the hospital. Brother, kidney disease pops up after that. And so I'm going to these little seminars because I'm like, all right, I was going to get my brother my kidney. And he's like, oh, no, you can't because you develop kidney stones and just ruled me out. But just hearing how that process goes, the waiting, the, if you pass a certain age, you're not even like considered to get one because, you know, just, yeah. just read between the yeah, lines of yeah. that. Yeah, they say, hey. And you, it's like, yeah. listening to him talk about how the older people look at them and they're like, we hate y'all. 
because y'all get a chance to live. We have to keep doing this until, mm. till, till, until, you know, and it's like, for them, it's unfair. And yeah. for him, he's like, I'm just trying to live. Like, I'm sorry. And now that she's doing hers at home, I'm like, okay, you don't have to go through that. But it's like, you got that going on, and then now here's my friend. People and, started dropping off. And, and that's, what, that's what got my goat. Because I've been in enough situations where it's like, okay, when you're good to people, all right, cool. I'm not asking you for much if my if, if my time happens to be bad. Just be there. But then you can't do that. Then all I, all I was only good to you when I was good. Yeah. And now imagine how that makes you feel where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm not asking you for much. And now you just feel like, okay, I'm useless to you. And you dip. Whether you said it or not, that's what you said. Yeah. And it struck a nerve with me because I'm like, oh, no, we don't do that. Yes. We don't, we don't do that. It's like if it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, we here. Yeah. So, no, nah, you don't pick and choose when you get to be a part of my life. And not only that, I'll get defensive for my friends. You don't pick and choose when you're going to come into their life. I'm like, oh, no, they trash. They can't come back. There it is. And so me and her sister, same page. My oh. sister do not mess with me because that one, Mm-mm. all five foot two, small. <laughs> sh- that we, we'll talk about that later. Is- <laughs> That one is scary, but it turned, like, when my family started noticing, you know, where's so-and-so, have you done, and I'm like, I can't, nobody's calling. And it, like, I was to the point, I don't ask for anything. Yeah. I wasn't asking for much. I was like, yo, just call and tell me the good things happening in your life. It takes the focus off of what's going Mm -hmm. on with me. Now, the Connecticut thing is like, okay, anytime something happened with my folk, I could be there. Yeah. This, it was too much distance. And so when she finally got to the point, she was like, Rich, can you come see me? I'll pay you. I got mad at her. I was like, y'all don't need you to pay for nothing. Yeah. You know, like, I got it. I just got this bomb job. I can pay for it. <laughs> I think I can, I, I can afford a flight. Right. Yeah. And when I say the timing of all of that was perfect because it was like any situation outside of her that I had was literally just gone. Done. <laughs> done. Yep. Sorry, fun. Whatever yeah. it was, yep. it's done. And it seemed to like, I'm like, God, you really must be walking us. Like, you ain't said nothing, but your providence is around because how do I know that this is going to end and this door opens up? Mm, and so it's like, all right, cool. When you coming down, my birthday. Now, here, here's, <laughs> here's what amazes me about her. Lost sight, got to do this crazy dialysis all night. She wants to have a dinner party for me on my birthday and inviting her family to come. Really? And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Y'all weren't even in a relationship then? No, no. We, were, we were in a relationship then. <laughs> I think by that time we were. But it was really early. Like, but, it was like three, four months in. It wasn't. But this yeah. is what I did. I, I remember this because like, when she asked me to come down, she was like, are we dating? And I was like, man, I went right back to the beginning. I was like, yeah, finally, dude, I got it. <laughs> Right? Took you long enough. Like, dang. But then it was like, wait a minute. There was some stuff transpiring before. Mm-hmm. Let's clear that up first before yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. come to you. So when I finally got that out the way, that's when I'm like, all right, I'm coming down. And um, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, 
this is this is this is your heart on display for me because it's like you technically don't have to do none of this at all. You don't need to. Yo, you um gonna be on dialysis. I gotta go back to the hotel. You gotta stay here tonight. Mm. And you wanna have a dinner party and I'm meeting your folks and that was scary. I bet you it was. <laughs> Cause I just heard about her dad. I hadn't seen him at the, <laughs> at the time. And so, you know, just had this nice party and it almost went bad. <laughs> Cause he showed up late. And so four months in, my dad comes to me. He's like, So what is what is this? What you mean, what is this? What is this? You serious? Yeah, y'all talking about marriage? I Ain't nobody said, you know, like nobody I said all that, but we serious. Yeah, he's like, he's like, no. And so he said, make me a promise. I said, yo, you know what you want? He said, do not get married until you get a transplant. Okay, no one knew I was getting a dual transplant just three months later, and so fast forward, and oh, don't forget, you was ready to call it. You you was done. That that's, well, that's okay, what I'm about to okay. say. <laughs> this this one week was like so life changing because it, it 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 determined whether I was gonna be here to this day talking to you or not. This one week it was just hard. Body is just worn. I like psychosis again. Um, when people go blind, they have this thing called um, my twenty four. And it's where you can't determine between days and nights. So you are just up. Mm. And everybody knows you do not get adequate sleep. Your brain, it just cuts. Borderline psychosis. So this last week, um, we had got a call for a kidney. Excited. All the way up until the point, couldn't get the kidney. On top of whatever depression, I was just like, I don't. Whole family distraught. I mean, countenance of everybody is falling. It's, you know, this was the hope, and it was ripped. And um, i never forget it. It was a week before, um, hmm, week before Father's Day, so around this time. And I got asked to do a video for my church Boy. for a Father's Day um, tribute. And in my head, I had planned, I said, I'm not going on dialysis anymore which is pretty much a, a suicide mm -hmm, at that point. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave, but I know I can give a tribute to my dad and my family, and I know the world will see it. And so we did the video, and in the video, I just, I wanted my dad to know how much I appreciated him as a black man, not just taking care of his kid, but his family, the emotional support for my mom, all of these things. I wanted to thank my mom, even though it was a dad's trip, you know, you know, mom, thank you. You know, just, I can say thank you to my family and not just, the world can see, you know, how great my family is. And yeah. I, I had it stuck in my head. I did the video and I remember the, uh, the producer, um, he couldn't even say cut. He was in tears and I just got up, took the mic off and I told my mom, let's go. Went home and my dad came up, our routine, because I have to do the whole sterilization and everything before I get on. And um, I told dad, I said, dad, um, I'm not doing dialysis anymore. I made my decision. I'm not doing dialysis anymore. This was Wednesday. And he said, um, all the work that me and you put in, and he said, just for me, hold on one more day. Mm. 
And I said, I'm going to do it for you. Only you. And I remember that night just crying the full nine hours. Never went to sleep. Just cried. And um, I woke up, uh, got through the day, and I was like, all right, Dad. You ain't got a call back. I gave you your day. I'm not doing dialysis tonight. And I get a call from Rich, and I don't know what happened, but I wept again. And I said, I don't, I don't, I don't understand God. Like I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to understand faith. I don't care about it at this point. I don't get it. I am in such pain. I gotta find something to end it. And it wasn't like suicide on the emotional or mental. It. I'm physically in pain, and I'm I'm literally like digging like forks in my leg to divert the attention away from like them. It, it was just excruciating. And I said, I told Rich, I said, I'm not doing it again. And he literally said these same exact words my dad said verbatim. One more, he said, just one more day for me. And I said, listen, one more day. Literally the next day we got a call about a dual transplant. Go in, get the surgery, come out, and I got health back. You know, it's everything changed and what year was this this was uh june 17 2017 and i mean everything changed overnight it was you know i feel different you know i got energy i can breathe you know um i hadn't been able to leave out of my room at night for over a year I got home, I walked out of my room late mm. at night, I went and got a drink of water, you know, all the little things people take for granted. I just, this is different, you know, and then, um, you know, Rich coming down and it's like, we can spend time, to, you know, I, yeah, I don't have to go through rehab and, you know, I feel better, my legs work, you know, all of these things and um, just us talking about marriage and it was just like, I actually get to live, you know, I, I I have a life now, you know, I can do all of these things. And um, it was just so close on the verge of like giving up and just like accepting death. And it was just like those two men just hadn't talked to each other, said the same exact things and just got me through two days, them two days. And it was so funny because in the hospital, I woke up for the first time after my surgery, and my dad was watching a video that I did to tribute for mm. service. It was Sunday. It was Father's Day, mm. and he watched the video, and my mom and dad are in tears. Mind you, my parents don't cry, but mm -hmm. we all in the hospital room, and I wake up, and I'm like, uh, just, uh, mm. like, what's going on? And dad is just like, he unconsulted, couldn't. So you came out of your surgery on Father's Day? Came out Father's of my Day? surgery on Father's Day, listening to the video, the tribute video, and he just... Oh boy, I can't take oh, this tip. <laughs> when I tell you God is so intentional, I, just, I can't, I can't out think God. I mean, just think about that. You got these two kings in your life pushing you to your purpose, pushing you to life, and one says, "Just give me twenty four hours, get do it for me." Another one says, "Just give me twenty four hours," and then your blessing comes on the other end. And of I didn't it. even know that he said it. She mm -mm. told me much later, like, you know, dad said the same thing. And I'm like, really? Yeah, they talk about now. But like then they had no idea that they mm -hmm. had said the same thing and everything. And see, what I was talking about was when your father told you that man, he loves you. He's sitting on the phone with you for nine hours every day. That man loves you. Yeah. And 
He was like, don't, no man spends his time like that. <laughs> and it was crazy because I'm like, it must have been subconscious because I was trying to push that like, nope, Rich, that ain't important right now. Like, <laughs> But like, low-key, you don't, you do. <laughs> you do love her, but hey, Lord, we just, do, but she needs you right now. Like you're doing you do. it. You, you just being a friend. you just yeah, being a friend. Just, I'm just being a friend. And then I, I remember when I got my transplant and he was talking about marriage, I said, listen, I cannot make up for them for all the years. I don't stuck you in the friend zone, but I say as long as I live, I will love you as hard as I can to make up for the moments. And I mean, we chuckled about it, but I was so serious. It was, I, if I could go back, because it, it, would, it would be moments when we got married that I think about it, I'm like, you know, if I would have just gave in and mm. we could have just dated when I was healthy, you know, we could have had way more moments of just. John knew exactly what See, he's he shaking his head no. Tell me why you shaking your head no. Because it didn't happen that way. There it is. It didn't. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It just didn't because you can only we can only say that in hindsight. But like at that moment, we were in different places, figuring things out, having different experiences. So God, being all seeing and all knowing, probably said, "Look, if I let you two get together, y'all gonna wreck it in." At this stage, if y'all yeah. did it earlier, yeah, well, I need like, y'all to go through some little something, something. Yeah, and it's like whatever he had planned for us, we would have we would have been prodigal with it. Yeah, would have wasted it because I know the mind frame I was in then wasn't suitable for what we got for what we got now. Mm -hmm. I know that. Yeah, and so you know when I brought it up, I knew now, I may not have fully understood, but I knew enough to know that like, okay, it's not going to get any better for me without her. Mm. Rich, <laughs> I want you to say that one more time for the people in the back need to hear where, that. Where what? the camera's at? Yeah, yeah, hey, right there. Go to that center <laughs> counter, that center It one. was not going to get better for me without her. Mm, mm, mm. Because, and again, it's like, for me, with my growth and through all of this, it's like, I don't have to put any of my old relationships down to be yeah to, to uplift this one. They're like, no, it's just it is what it is. Talk about it. With her, I get challenged. I get pushed when I don't want to be. I get encouraged. I get love. And sometimes I'm sitting over here like, okay, I'm not used to this. <laughs> I'm not used to it. What? So what's wrong with me? <laughs> She ever challenging but you? It's, and it's like, it bugs me out now because it's like when people kind of say what they want, and then they actually get it. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, there's some stuff that come with it. And I'm figuring that out now. Yeah. Not only that, but she can see things I haven't even been aware of because it's been so normal for me. So she's like, oh, no, you too loud. I'm not loud. <laughs> Like, that's a normal decibel for me. He's got a normal decibel. It's her. It's like, oh, no, you loud. He got, like, this East Coast aggression that yeah, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, we talk with our hands. And we... Bro, like, calm all that down. We can we can have a conversation and get through some things, but you're not going to come at and, me. At, and I come, back, your I, son? I come back to that your son? three your different son? occasions. It's like, okay, with her, she was the first one to say it. I go to the barbershop. Yeah, we don't play it. Like, not that I did anything to him. It's like, hey, bro. Yeah, we don't play that loud stuff out here, man. Just be cool. You be all right. And I'm like, bet. I picked bet up for being out here. Like, I ain't never said it. But it's like, bet. I'm like, all right, cool. And so, I, 
we were ultimately it was a lot of his upbringing coming out yeah. in the challenges of our marriage mm -hmm. where I had to look past like you know this anger and aggression oh he wasn't able to talk <laughs> when he was younger he couldn't articulate how he felt he you know emotions are fine in mm -hmm. this safe place and it's like the majority like oh you you have no idea marriage the mind oh job this gosh. whole thing has done for me and it was i funny. wish people would tell the truth Listen, about <laughs> Marriage. I got you. I got you. Got, you. you got I got it. You. Yeah, okay. Rich, Rich, go ahead. Give this commentary. So, I'm going to just walk through it. So, before we even got married, it was this whole discussion about who's moving. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm attached to my mom's ministry, and I think I'm supposed to finish that out. Now, I don't have dreams and premonites, whatever you want to call it, right? I'm thinking that's what it is. Me? care about what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Moving. Right. And, I'm, and I'm sitting over here and I'm sitting over here like, I'm trying to do God's will the best I can to this, that, and the third. Are you rich? <laughs> and she just really? sitting over here like, ain't nobody moving to Connecticut. I see y'all taxes. It's like you get more bang for your buck out here. And I'm yeah. like, we having right. those little practical conversations. Mm -hmm. Right. But then well, but then it gets to like she's like, look, I ain't coming up there because guess what? God told me if I move up there, we're getting a divorce. So I'm sitting there like, oh. And it wasn't even on no surface level. <laughs> it was literally even. God came to me and all, he said, "He said, listen, <laughs> you move to Connecticut, your yeah. first year going to have challenges. You will go. You will end in divorce." And it was so real, and that I sat on it for like months. And finally, because I was trying to convince Rich on like a on a physical like taxes, yeah, just that, financial that. standpoint. And then flat out, I said, "You're not hearing me. God told me do not move up there, or it's the end of." And I'm like, "My, if you know me, you know I ain't out here telling me God told me." <laughs> so for me to say it, through that threw me through. I'm like, "Who told you?" I said, "No, to God." God, said, God? I heard this. It was audible. I yeah, I know what He said. Lo and behold, never would have thought. We get married, that first year is hell. And if it if we were in Connecticut, yeah, we would never would have made it. I'm saying it out of my own mind. His mom said we wouldn't I, have made it. My parents think, really? like, we would have never made it through that. And they said that they confirmed that after everybody, that. anybody who knows our situation, know that if I was up there, mm -mm. I would have been dead. Mm -mm. Oh yeah, so tell so tell people what happened. The first year of your marriage, so you got your you got your kidney transplant. And what dual, dual transplant, dual transplant. So I don't have diabetes. I don't have to do, you know, any dialysis. I'm good. Only thing I'm blind, but we done found, I done got all around that. All right. So I got you on this. So we got married January. So it's March. It's my birthday. January 20. No, 17, 17, 2017. So no, no January 17, oh, no, 2019. Oh, uh, 2019. I said, I thought mm -hmm. I got married in 2019. No, mm -mm. So we, um, January 17th. So. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's it's my birthday, March 4th. Oh my. We um had dinner. They brought the, you know, aunts, uncles all come to dinner, right? And the next day, she goes into the hospital. And I'm like, okay, what what's going on here? We thought we were pregnant, which for me went from like 
Ain't nobody trying to have no kids this early in our marriage. Like, like we wouldn't try to like, like not the first day. Like the, I, ain't, yeah. I ain't even get a year in yet, and this is what we do. But like on the flip side of that, it was exciting because it's like oh my, like for me, it was mm-hmm. I get to have his baby. We get to have a family. Yeah, I get you know. Shoot, I get to figure out a name. Like it, it was just like exciting, and so we're in the hospital, and she the the nurse comes in. And they go, um, early detection of rejection of your kidney. So we went from, okay, we thinking about life, creating life, to now we got to talk about death. You know, they're asking me power of attorney. Do you have a living will? And I'm just taking, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You know, like, I just got married. He just, you know, it's, it's so many things flashing. I'm like, we were just, you know, talking about, like, getting more space, you know, for kids. And it just honeymoon heartbroken. Like, to, I was just like, my body betrayed me. You know, like, God betrayed, you know, all of these things. And and I'm, I'm, I'm over here, man, functioning. Because, like, I heard what you said. I didn't process none of it because I'm used to not processing none of it. Yeah. Everything that had happened before, prior to her, there was no time to process. No, we got to figure out, get this done. All y'all, y'all can go ahead and cry somewhere else. Yeah, we like, got we to focus on this. this. And so I think that was, now I'm looking back at it, and it's like my psyche and everything else is telling me, boy, you depressed. Boy, you stressed. He would be so angry like and his energy in the hospital rooms and i'm like and it, i think he sat down one day i said babe you're depressed and i don't and know what depression I is i said no 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 <laughs> you're not eating he said i don't know what depression is like no he, no, no he genuinely he, he, had no idea he like, thought you, it was you, like the you, commercials you were could, you know i like i don't feel down i'm yeah. a, but like if you telling me i'm depressed and i'm like i don't know what depressions feel like so i'm gonna automatically tell you no i'm not <laughs> But I'm angry though. Yeah. And he I yelling and at I, nurses. No, no, listen. I yelled at that nurse because. Oh my God, you ain't even had to pinpoint a moment. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm there. You're telling I'm the there. world about like. No, I'm, I'm there. I'm sorry, world. But no, it's like when you're going through that and you got to start learning to ask these questions and you remember what other people have done prior to. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they tell you something. All right, I remember that. The next person comes in. I tell them what they told us. <laughs> you choose to do something else that puts her in pain. Yeah, I'm mad at you. I just told you. Yes. Don't do that. I don't care about my height, how I was looking this down. This six foot four, two feet. I don't, I don't care nothing about literally it. towering uh, over I don't, these I don't, nurses. I don't care. I, I had told to you. Down. I had to call my dad. I, I said, told you need you. to switch shifts. He was snapping on them. I said, Rich, because you can't, they'll kick you out. And you can't come help me. No, no, but it was like, listen, if everybody else seems to know, okay, she's a hard stick. But those who don't know what that is, is when you get in blood and your veins are either small or rolling, they just poke you Mm -hmm. like a pin cushion. And it's just, I mean, they were poking me in between my knuckles, trying to find it in my neck. And she told them, hey, don't poke me here. Don't poke me here. Find that other machine y'all got. To get the blood. They understood that. This one person didn't understand it. And we telling you, this is what everybody else has been doing. Oh no, I can get it. You got a few tries. <laughs> you got a few tries to get it. 
And now I'm looking at her. She is trying to be be a champ. I'm listening to her like, oh no, we told you. Yes. Stop. Yeah. He figure just, out another way. He just rolled up and on she's, the one. And she's like, he, she's wrote, he, wrote he up just on. rolled up on the one. Because it, it's like, okay, <laughs> from, from my from my vantage point. I'm looking at her. He's like, you better quit hurting my woman. Yeah, she's over here wincing and un- I'm like, oh no. And you just I don't like, blame me for that, Rich. Huh? I don't blame you for that. No, and I'm and, 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 yeah. and, and Alex, she will never win that argument with me. Yeah, because as a husband, man, you you you're a protector and, and you watch her go through so much pain and you like, this is this is something that we can control. You don't have to do this. There was just another alternative for yeah. it. And you chose it like, oh no, I can get it. And I'm looking at the blood not coming through the tube. But I'm trying to tell him, I said, Rich, I don't been in the hospital. Like, I know what this is. I'm like, you can't do that. I need you here. Yeah, I can't have them banning you. And then on top of that, I need these nurses to treat me right when exactly. you're gone. That's real. I needed them to treat her right while I'm here. Right. <laughs> but, like, that year, it was it was oh. just so much because you got him transitioning. He has never been anywhere outside of Connecticut as I far mean, as living. As far as living. Yeah. Yeah. He comes down. Brand new everything. Um, what was bad about I'm in the hospital for like months. It wasn't like a week stay, week I am in the hospital for months. And he can't actually get a job because he had he has to help me mm-hmm. when he's trying to find a job. Yeah, you want no job gonna be no jo- lenient and so, first time there at all. You got Talking a, about oh you need to take off already. <laughs> you got uh, a man they're like, go ahead, take off. Don't that's come back. Like, <laughs> Trying, he can't. He can't fix my health situation. Yeah, he that's, feels that's heavy he for feels a man. helpless. He can't get a job, and you we know how provider men and providing hand in hand. And I'm trying to tell him like, babe, you know, I don't save no money. I, we good. You ain't, and he's it, that's yeah, not in his nothing, head. No, so no. when he can't, I said, <laughs> you're. Nothing. You got fifty million dollars in your bank account. Be like, I can't be that dude. Listen, I got no. Work it was a and thing, that's exactly, and that's what it was. It was like, listen. I have nothing, mm-hmm. nothing. I came down here hoping, you know, Yeah. did my due diligence of trying to find something. It yeah. didn't pan out cool. I'm here now. We'll, we'll hit the we'll hit the ground running. No. Mm-hmm. No, and I'm trying to tell her, like, listen, I've been in this situation before. I hadn't worked for three years. You think I'm going to do this again? Mm-mm. With this my, happening? Yeah, if my first year of marriage with somebody struggling through all so, this health stuff. Mm-mm. He was at home by himself, so he... Married and single. You know, he's going home to an empty bed. I'm sick. They were never giving us good news. It was always bad. It was always dim. He's not like, when I say he changed, it was um, his demeanor. He's naturally a happy-go-lucky. It was gone. And cracking jokes all the time. It was gone. He He was just angry, not eating or eating too much. Going to sleep, not going yeah, to sleep. I, I think, it was uh, such a roller coaster. And I didn't, I didn't know how to, I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't tell you. It'd be like, I, how, how are you today, Rich? Fine. Whoa. And it was, <laughs> it was just built. Like, it was just like, he just. I said I'm fine. He could, <laughs> not, he could not catch up. It was just, it was, like, it like, was like, so like, much. I done told three other people I was fine. And now I got to the fourth one. And like, I told the mother three I was fine. Not knowing you ain't had nothing to do with that. Right? <laughs> nothing to do with it. And like, oh, it was this one moment where um, I got so sick and I had jumped up and I got, I, I mean, I'm, when I say sick, just couldn't keep anything down. All the nurses are rushing in and he kind of lifts me up and I'm telling, and 
in this moment, I don't know what happened. He was trying to like embrace me and hold me up. Like give me like it was like a hug, but he was just trying to like hold me and I kept pushing him away because I'm like, I'm about to faint. You know, like I and he he I don't know if it broke him, but like it he he broke. I don't I never experienced a man breaking, but he just when I when I'm like I'm fainting, I can't, you know, and the nurses are trying to catch me, he's just trying to hold me and I'm just like going and once I finally like hit the bed and they just kinda he just broke. And it was like when he left and the nurses came back and they was like, you know, it's we know it's rough on y'all. Like it it was it was just it was just too much. Like it makes me emotional to this day how he just like just to feel somebody physically just kind of like give it up like it just I, I have I have nothing and it, and that's what it felt with him in that moment where it's like I'm trying to hold my wife up and I'm about to break and I'm just like it's weird it's, I was I was like hard, rich I don't like let me go any of that and it's, it was it's just really hard to explain any bad. of it because again I'm transitioning so not only am I transitioning everything with me is transitioning mm -hmm. to get adjusted to here yeah not just to hear, to her, mm -hmm. not just the to her, life. to what's currently happening right now. Yeah. And I have no vantage point for it. I have no, no point of reference to figure this out. And I'm like, I can now say, yeah, I'm lost. I'm completely lost because I can't lean on you. I won't because you got enough going on as it is. I haven't developed this rapport with your parents. So I'm like still low key scared of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I haven't developed anything yet. And they're like, oh yeah, you can call us. And I'm like, okay, now I'm reverting back to old habits where it's like, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. I'm not going to bank on it. Yeah. And it was. He didn't have support. It was dumb. Yeah, he didn't have support. When I say dumb, I mean dumb in the sense where it's like. I know it's that East Coast saying yeah, dumb. Yeah, it, it yeah. was like, this is dumb. This is really, really dumb. I didn't come out here for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to when you proposed to her. Didn't do we, it. We didn't have a proposal. <laughs> what happened? What happened? How'd y'all get married? Y'all just said, hey, we married. So here's what happened. We. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, okay, we talking about it. And she goes, you know, you're going to have to talk to my parents about it, right? And I'm like, okay. So her grandmother and aunts and uncles live in Virginia. And so we they were going to visit and, you know, spend some time up there. And I was like, hey, Virginia's only five hours from me. I can ride up and so I'm like telling my mom, I'm like, hey mom, I'm about to go to Virginia and and, and she's like, that'll be the good time to talk to <laughs> Mr. Robinson. And I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna do it. And I'm like, okay. This is happening, right? Mm -hmm. So um, get there. It's the next day. I'm outside hooping with the cousins, playing basketball. <laughs> Dad is at the grill. Everybody happens to go in the house, and I'm like, this is it. <laughs> this is it. And so I say, hey, sir, um, listen, you, you know. But I do have plans of marrying Tiffany, but I do want to move out to Texas. But before I even do all that, he was like, y'all grow. Do what you want. And I said, I done freaked out this whole time thinking like I'm going to get the ride act from him. <laughs> y'all grow. He said, y'all grow. You can do what you want. And he smiled, though, which kind of let me know. I'm like, 
I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. It wasn't even him. It was my mom. And that woman. Your mom? No, not my mom. I call her mom. Okay. My mother-in-law. Okay. That woman. So, that woman. So I go to the house, and I'll tell it all my cousin. I tell, tell my sister-in-law, and I'm like, hey, talk to dad. You should be solid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, as they're doing their own thing, my mother-in-law walks by. She's like, I was like, hey, I like that shirt. She's like, yeah, I got to get somebody else added to it. I'm it's like, oh, a, it was a shirt of me, my sister, and my my brother, my brother-in-law. And she said, yeah, I got to get another one added to it and floats away, right? <laughs> like literally floated away. And I was like, oh, he done told her, right? So I told um, Tiff, I said, hey, babe, he told her. Nah, he ain't tell her. I'm like, no, he told her. And so next day he said, we'll talk, we'll talk more about it in the morning. So I go, I meet him in the morning, and when me and him get up, I see out the corner by my mother-in-law get up. I'm like, oh, here we go. And it wasn't so much that they had any um, issue with me and her getting married. Just mm-hmm. know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's like her health concerns, yeah. this, that, and the third. And I told him, well, here's my history with that. So I'm not, not saying that I have it all figured out, but I'm ready to embrace whatever comes with it. If that if that if that's what we got to do, then that's what we got to do. So there's there's no getting around that. I'm not running from that. And they was like, okay, well, you got our support. If y'all need anything, let us know. And he said, listen, if it don't work out, just return her the way you found her. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> I said that to my daughter's. Uh, it's it's uh, her fiance now. But while he was dating and they went to college, I said, return her the way you found her. Unopened. <laughs> no. That's what I told you. It was funny was it was other people talking about, you know, hi, I'm so and so, I got this, I got that. And I'm like, I don't care. I already talked to the two main people. So you just yeah. talking right now at yeah. this point. I ain't worried about you. I ain't threatened by y'all. I, I got a gun. So that's okay. nice. So I'm so then up. so then y'all had that conversation and then what? Y'all just said, hey, meet me at the that altar. That was the end dress. of August. That was uh, Labor Day weekend. And then he came down in October and brought his mom and his aunt. 2018. And, no, same year. Uh, um, yeah, the 2018. 2018. Yeah. yeah, 2018. Mm-hmm. And um, while he's there, um, we go look at apartments. Sign a lease on an apartment. <laughs> Which, I don't even know why we did it, because we weren't, you know, nothing was set in stone. Yeah. He just signed it. And so I kept it to myself. And um, I love that particular weekend because, um, of course, in, in my family fashion, he got people coming down, we don't have a party. So Rich <laughs> don't talk about nobody in his family but his mama and his aunt. And so they came down, and of course my family like, oh, we family now, like, like no, mm-hmm. ain't nobody put out no ring or nothing, mm-hmm. but everybody family now, great, just <laughs> great, just a great day. No, the funny part was how it happened. Tiff, as a present to my mom, had got her um, a registration for Woman Down Loose, and so my mom was like, "You happy? Oh yes!" And so <laughs> my mom tells my aunt, "When are you supposed to go?" <laughs> She's like, oh, but I'm going. And I'm like, all right, bet. So it's the three of us. And we get out there, and my aunt had the time of her life. Um, that Sunday, um, we had family dinner. So Watching the game, the Cowboys. My mom, my aunt, my uncle came, the same one mm-hmm. that held me up, came through. 
And so it was a um I I had a blast that they had a good time mm-hmm. mingling with the fam. Not knowing that that next week. Mm-mm. What? December. December? It was December. What the fuck? What? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You're right. So. That was the end. Um, the conference was the end of October. So it was, it was like, yeah, you're right. So. Not knowing December was what? December aunt 7th. Aunt his aunt passed. And. The funeral was on our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like her last. She got to see Tiff before. Mm-hmm. She got to see who my fam- future family was going to be. And she said to me, that was the best trip I've been on in a mm. long time. And not knowing, like, that week, she had led a lot of stuff in service. She was a preacher that day. She did the Bible study, Friday night prayer. That Saturday, after she did all that all week, mm-hmm. she passed. And I just remember going up. Me and my mom was going up like, here we go again. Because yep. like, my aunt, she's been fighting health her whole, like, latter part of her life. So if there's one thing she's going to do, she's going to fight. But just that time felt different. Yeah. Because everything leading up to going to see her was God like, no, I'm taking her. I'm, I'm taking her this time. And we got there, and it was like, okay, we think she's in an emergency. No, she's not in an emergency. You had to go around the front. But around the front, the computer shut down. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, but she might be on this floor. We go to the floor. Oh, no, she's not there. She's downstairs. Okay, so we go back downstairs, and the whole time, usually me and my mom have this indication where we know it's going to be all right. It was none of that. Y'all knew it was final. By the time we walked in, we were looking for her room. And when I looked and I saw everybody outside the room praying, I said, yeah. And so it was kind of like, again, another situation I haven't processed yet. Yeah. Because now we got, we're the first ones there all the time. So now we have to tell everybody else, here's the, here's the thing, get these things in order. <clears throat> so this was December of 2018, and then the next month y'all got married. Yeah, like we we talked on the phone, and then, now mind you, my sister had just gotten married March of that year. Her wedding should have been on Platinum Weddings. I mean, it was amazing, insane. <laughs> like ex- and like I'm not saying wedding. that like legitimate. Like, go look at magazines in the city. She's in them. Like it. Mm-hmm. It was. I was like, I I looked at rich. I looked at rich. Blind. <laughs> look, I looked look at me rich. Dead I said, in my, I look dead in my never, eyes. Never. <laughs> do this this was too much i too much i mean hold on how you know how it looked everybody telling me everybody's losing their mind (laughs) about this you didn't need eyes to know what was happening really it was where she had it where she had it and um it was just it was a thing it was like nah, it, it was it was beautiful, but it was like, oh no. It was too <laughs> much. You like we even do all that. No, no. Too much. No, no. And it was funny because when I walked down the aisle of her wedding, Riz said, You better act like this, our wedding. <laughs> so in the pictures, it looked like it's our wedding. So we going down. Wait, what'd you say? You better act like this. He he gave me up, you know, because I'm the, the maid of I honor. Made the beans, and, I made the rice. <laughs> he gave me a kiss and we both leaned and we like, I do. 
And like, while the, and then, so we acted like the whole we feeding each other cake. Yeah, so All of the things, but like, I love it. No, when he that um, New Year's, we were um, we were somewhere, and I told my mom, I said, "Hey, me and Rich getting married in two weeks." That's how you said it. Mm-hmm. It, it, it didn't you take, not getting no it no didn't take long at all it invites you like, see I ain't getting no invites <laughs> I told I said this is what I want boom 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 I called Charnel Charnel had been there from jump mm-hmm. when I had my vision shout to out that. to Charnel shout out to Charnel I said this one I want my hair and my makeup I called um, this seamstress I said I want my dress to look I knew what I wanted I want pencil skirt classy 1920 feel I want my decorate this it had it planned out my dad loved it. My dad doesn't, he is the most low maintenance. And he was like, what y'all need? I said, I need you to do this. Gotcha. My mom, we got to invite, we got, well, why can't we do this? And girl. And this is what we're doing. This. So y'all got told, married in, in the pastor's you, office. I said, you had your wedding with your other daughter. <laughs> beautiful. This, I want it here and I want to go. And it was the most beautiful night. I mean, it, we were surrounded by. I saw by some pictures. Some pictures beautiful. And, and listen, <laughs> Y'all trans, that, that, was, that was beautiful. Listen, for me, it was like. It was spiritual. I, I, yeah, for me, it, it was funny because my mother was like, oh, no, this is bigger than what you think it is. She Big. kept saying our marriage is bigger than what. And I was like, I am not trying to do nothing about our Like. <laughs> I'm not trying to be no Instagram just, inspiration like, thing. Like, Leave no, me we, alone. We ain't about to start no movement to try to help Everybody wants like, to do a podcast. And, and it's like, can we get through life? I'm like, you want me to do a podcast? <laughs> can we get you through want me life? to produce a podcast? No, I can't say nothing. No. Like, and then it's like, like, we ain't authorized to give people life advice like that. Let's God talk to us. We ain't, we ain't trying to be responsible for what we say to you. Secret. But the powerful thing about it is not so much of giving people advice. It's just people just look at what you're doing. That's what this whole this, this episode on that, is. On that, yeah. I'm great with. Yeah, just, just let <laughs> but them see But if you're asking me advice, I'm like, listen. No, just let them watch you. It this, just seemed like yeah. people want us to capitalize off of And I'm well, like. Well, no, it's not so much as capitalizing. No, no, no. Oh, no. I, no, it's people who's oh, no. like. Oh, for real? Y'all, it, y'all need to write a book. And it's like, hey, you need to tell a story. Well, write it. And say what? What what you saying now? Just write a story about you can write a powerful story about loving, loving somebody. Like like what we don't realize is that the Bible call, calls us walking epistles. So those epistle is a book that you read. So it's like when you're we rereading y'all. Like that, that's what we about to not be best friends no more. Why? Because I said walking epistles. Because you trying to weave in. It. I, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm no, just. Listen, no, listen, we know you mean well though. We know you mean well. <laughs> It's just with us. It's like we really. They're not y'all. Not like that. Y'all. Want I'll tell you that. why. I, sh- I, I, I don't want the genius attention. over here. But tell me why. I tell you why I don't want the attention and okay. stuff from it. We would go out and I, I would hear it. It would be um, this one. This one nurse, and it. <sighs> Look at Rich. We walking through the hospital, <laughs> like, and she's she like, "Are you, you completely blind?" And I said, "Yeah." And so she was like, "Well, who is this with you?" I said, "Oh, this. You know, this is my husband." And she said, how you get married and you blind? <laughs> and I look this way, and I don't have anybody. And all I remember is when we walked back to the room, and she said it again, and I looked at her. I'm like, you must be crazy there. He just said, you so you must be crazy. But then it was like, after that, when we go out in public, I would hear people, oh. The lady said really, that out her mouth. Out, out her, her mouth. mouth. And I looked at her like, 
No, there's a reason. It don't matter how it look. You crazy. But then it just started coming everywhere. We would go random places. Me and Oh, let me just put this in perspective. Was she laughing when she said that? No. She just said straight up like, how you No, she was almost borderline kind of like. Mad. And here's what it was. Because she was our nurse a few nights. So it was like she kept seeing it. And I think she was trying to process like, who are you? And then when she finally asked, it was like, oh, wait, this your husband. Oh, nah, like, I got everything on me, and it's like, I can't get one? Yeah, because you crazy. Now, I know you got and Don't project that on us. Like, get out of here. friendly podcast. No, my podcast keep it lit. We live intensely and transparently, so you, speak your heart on my show. I was like, you better get all these compound cuss words. <laughs> Not the compound ones. I was those, those make the sentences I was like, better. yo, I will throw hands. Blind? Nah, blind. You <laughs> tried it. You really tried And I ain't got the energy right now, oh, but God. get this... Get these antibiotics in my system. <laughs> me and you, Brad. Like, oh man, it took me to and, the roof. But like, every, over here like everywhere we went, it was that one of us gotta chance. be cool because I go and off in public. I'm, I'm up. My I mom got that teller. She's like, look, one of y'all both, one of y'all has to be cool because if y'all both go off, every time we go in public, it be something. It be something. Remember the girl that prayed. This okay. I'm gonna let y'all kind of no, guess this woman. No, 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 I got background. it. Background. I got it. I got. You. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm getting so, living right now. It'll do that, right? You can get mad too. So <laughs> we went to this juice bar, and we just having a moment. Me and her, they play some music. So I pick her up, and we slow dance. Mind you, yeah, you you'll guess in a minute. Mm -hmm. Somebody's watching okay. off of me. Yeah, look here. So, <laughs> leaving, just trying to get my juice. We, we, to, we get her juice and, and we try to leave. And she's like, Can I pray for you guys? And we're like, We don't want to be rude. We let her pray. I'm trying to think, For what? Because <laughs> I think when she realized, like, Oh, Tiff is blind because I'm leading her. And she's like, Oh, well, can I pray? And she prayed. And so we getting ready to leave. She's like, Wait, is there a way we can test this out? And I'm like, What? I'm like, I'm confused. Like, I don't right, know who to look at. We let you pray. <laughs> I don't know where the folks is. I'm like, I need somebody to like help me. Look at me. Give me a cue. Something. And I said, test what out? Let's, let's see if this prayer worked. And in my what head, you want me to do? And in my head, I'm like, you know what? No, it didn't work. Now, get out of here. <laughs> but it wasn't, I was like, girl, there's way too much pressure on me. Now, if I, now, if I move this cane... And I run into a wall. <laughs> then I feel like you ain't gonna believe in God. We billing your insurance. How about that? So I said, she was like, "What? What, what happened?" Um, Tim, it's still said, dark. She said, "If I run to the wall, <laughs> it's still dark, ma'am." We well, hopefully it'll come later. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. we'll, 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 we'll come right back we'll come, here and find you, and I'll let you know. We, we leave, we and I was car. like, "She was like rich." God give me my sight back. It ain't happening like this. <laughs> like I know. That's why I don't want the attention. People say, do this, do this. And I be like, no. Everywhere we go, somebody trying to like, Pray for tell him. me your story. Pray for what? Oh, he must really love you. And I'm like, can he just love me? And I'm why like, can't I just give good wife and just so happen to be blind? I'm sitting over here like, I got enough. I like they say get good wife. <laughs> I got enough to deal with trying to make sure I'm good and deal with her. To write some book. Then people, <laughs> then it's then it's this when it irks me when people be like, "You married? Yeah. Well, what's wrong you with your friends? <laughs> how, how you take care of them? What you mean how I take care of them? She could. <laughs> it get real part. I didn't have several women come up to me. Well, how how do y'all have sex, <laughs> ma'am? 
the way do you, you don't. How do about you that? always have the lights on when you have sex? All right. The lights when is it, always off. No, okay, when the lights always off for me. Get out my... Ma'am, get out my drawers. Like, oh... You talking about total strangers to walk up and say this. Once they figure out we married... And then they get past the whole love story, the, the what's that movie? The Walking to Remember <laughs> movie. <laughs> then they got questions, because I'm trying to figure out how a blind person functions. Ma'am, I do the same things you do. Just imagine with the lights off. It ain't that hard. I am not spectacular. There's nothing extra about my ordinary. I am living. We are living. We are chill. It is times he forgets all the time that, that I'm you, blind. Yeah. Cause it's it's normal yeah. now. It's like we learn how to function to this point. Where it's like I do forget. Yeah. And sometimes I hand her something like, "Oh my bad." I'll be like, "Yo, Rich, where my palms at? Over there. Where's there? Where's there?" Rich, did you say like, over there? Yeah, like over there. Like that's why when I wake up in the morning, I slap the hell out of them. Just for anything in the she future me, that's gonna happen. She hits me. Just so I ain't gotta slap him then and try to find him. I know just, exactly where he is when we wake up in the morning. Nothing. I knew something was I just hit him just, just because. Just because. He, he gonna, cause he gonna do something crazy gonna, that day. You gonna deserve it. And that's what she do. She'll, she'll search me out. <laughs> I'll rub him good on his chest in the morning and, and just pop whack him. I'm like, What's, What's that for? Later. <laughs> He tell me where my pumps at over there. Like one time, me and Dad did it. Like we was like, she's like, "Where's the napkin?" We both pointed to it, <laughs> and I sat there and I said, "Y'all both pointed, didn't y'all?" And they just crack up laughing. I hate y'all. It's like we pointed and we looked at each other like, "Yo, she can't see it." Happens all the time. But no, that's what I'm saying with the public. It just be yeah, like, you said you don't want all that crazy attention. We just trying to eat. And, you ain't got to interrupt us at and, dinner. And for me, it's like I haven't. There's so much living I still have to do yeah. to be telling anybody anything or this story isn't finished. We don't have the advice. So it's like, <laughs> and I think from what we see, not saying that everybody do it, but just from what we see, the minute somebody goes through something, oh, I got to write about it. I got to tell a story. And it's like. Just because you experienced it. And then it's like. Does not make you an expert. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> give it time. It's not finished yet. And before you know it, if you haven't finished living this out, you might make a mistake and relive it again. Mm-hmm. And I know people who have done that. It's like, you too quick to tell me something. Yes. And you ain't figured it out yet. Let me, and I'm let telling me you, we haven't. Yeah. Let me share, share my, my story. Truth. And you still healing. Yes. That's so, powerful. So it's like, we ain't trying to bleed on nobody. Mm. You say it again. We are not trying to bleed on nobody. There it this, is. This ain't no story we want to capitalize on. Like, no, we are still trying to live. I'm still learning who I am with her. Yes. And her with me. You think we got time to tell y'all what to do? <laughs> or, now, or, or, now, hold on. Look. While we're going through this life experience, Ooh. and once, you know, if people are around us and they see it and they inspire by it and ask, that is an absolute moment yeah. where we can share. I do not take that up. If anybody, mm-hmm. and as, I am not going to go out here and promote, 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 and just be living off of of a, of a struggle, of an experience, of a, of suffering. But if anybody pulls me over, just Gene would just ask. I'm quick to share my testimony. Let me tell you what depression is. Let me tell you what suicide is. Let me yeah. tell you what love does. You know, I love telling my story, my love story. Like I, mm-hmm. I. It's not that I just love love. Like it's a spiritual experience to be like 
married to rich. I love sharing it. That's transformative. Yeah. But you're not going to catch me out here trying to get Instagram, and then you got me selling teas. No, we got a whole identity around this. Yeah, and that's not us. Around this thing, and like, okay, mm-hmm. God heal it. Like, now we got to go through a whole nother experience <laughs> to tell you something else. Like, Look, if God just delivers the message and say, hey, say this, we'll say it. You act like we had a conversation with you. Yeah. And it was like, come on, let's share. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. But it's yeah. like, to, all right, we we got to go to a photo shoot to, to to promote this new. I'm not doing that. It is no offense to anybody else who does, but it's like, we're learning our identity is a little more than that. And so, just for us, if we just narrow it down to this, God. We'll have to do something else so that we can be used to reach more people. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be pigeonholed like that. I literally want God to pull me to the people that like need it. Yeah. I don't have to. I ain't got to brand myself. You know, a lot of people is in, and and as a marketing professional, yeah, that's why I wanted to get on. That's which why is I'm ironic. Like, which is so. Uh-huh. I'm like when I sit back and people, I got you got to brand yourself, brand yourself, and I'm sitting there like. Listen, you and I'm not big on the law of attraction and everything because I listen biblical over here. Mm-hmm. But what I am saying is, and especially with Christian leaders, when they I got to brand myself. No, you don't. No, you don't. Listen. What what's going on with me and Rich, the people that I have met going through similar things have found me. I don't know how mm-hmm. they have found me. And it's it's always God moments. I am not out pushing them. They have always been God. When we out and, you know, somebody does see us, and once we get past that whole, you know, thing, when somebody genuinely comes up and, like, you know, I'm going, you know, in the middle of a separation. How yeah. are y'all sticking it out? Yeah, that's powerful. Sure. Let me, let me, I'm not going to give you advice on what you should do in your marriage. I'm going to tell you yeah, what, we, what do. we did. That's it. And how it's a struggle. Yeah, this, this isn't a one-size-fits-all situation yeah. here. Like, I'm pretty sure there's other people who are have a similar story, but how they deal with it and how they react to it can be totally different from ours. And so to try to like project our story onto them, it may not fit. It's like, okay, Saul, <laughs> David, put this on and go fight. I can't wear that. Mm-hmm. That's going to hinder me in my fight. Yes, talk about it. So... For me, I, it's almost like a little arrogant to think that like what I say shouldn't matter that much to anybody else. It's what I say, yeah, do it, it'll work. No, it may not. So God has to speak to us to speak to you directly. See, what I think it is, Rich and Tiff, is that it's not so much if y'all been some type of marriage counselors or saying what you should. Step number one is do this. Uh, <laughs> when I launched this podcast, it was strictly when God told me to do this last year in April. He said, I said, God, I ain't no guru, I ain't no specialist, I'm not no therapist, I'm not any of that. I said, if I do a podcast, all I'm going to do is just invite people on my journey. They're going to see my mistakes, they're going to they gonna hear me just talk about me and my journey of it, uh, my journey to uh, manifesting my future wifey. <laughs> and uh, I said, so they're going to just watch this journey, and I want to bring guests on that I can glean information. They won't even realize what they're pouring into me, how what they may be speaking on these episodes are speaking to those crevices in my heart and my soul. I said, they have no idea. We're just going to have conversations, but it's going to 
enlighten me and illuminate inside of me stuff that they don't even realize. See, you the good stuff that got filtered out from that day. <laughs> Everybody, whatever cash app that he has, whatever Zell, make sure you support that because <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop. Because like no, that's that like the I think it's the intention behind yeah, it. Yeah, it's the intention. It's definitely the intention. And it's like for some, it's like Oh no, you need this attention in the worst way. Exactly. We, we don't. But for what you just said, it's like, oh no. A lot of people can like <laughs> yeah. piece some things together and you can get a nice little work of art. So I ain't mad at that at all. <laughs> and so with me was that reason why I wanted y'all on the show is because just hearing the project that we were working on, which we're about to go into now, um, is that I said, I can't let that story just be just for this video we're doing. Mm. And I said, cause it's speaking to me. Like it's challenging me. You didn't say Laterris, what you need to do is find a woman that doesn't have sight and marry her, <laughs> you know, but you challenged me as a man to look beyond whatever little idiosyncrasies that she may have with, with, with health or whatever, or any physical limitations or whatever it is and say, see her. And that, and that's, that was the biggest thing for me because it was like, okay, you've seen it and done it. You've seen it and done it. And you realize, or at least I realize, I'm like, it don't matter how it's packaged. Mm. It doesn't. And when you get past that to see her, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. All that other stuff you, you, can, you can work on. But what you need, mm. what you absolutely need, and, that, and that's a statement that can cover all grounds. What you need is this and I to put the weight on that for me right now where it's like and I'll share this I don't care I'm in counseling right now counseling you should be right but who where I come from we no, don't, we don't do that. no especially men period black don't men counsel. don't do that no you just deal with the stuff and right. then die from the stress die from the stress of it yeah. stress of it just or, or you trying to figure it out and you just repeating the cycle over and over again and it's like for generations generations yeah and so so I applaud you black man for going yeah. through counseling and and the thing is it's like she told me to go and, and, most, I, and, and I, most men wouldn't do it because she said it but that's the thing about it it was like okay rich you had to get past the point where your defenses are way too high and she's not trying to kill you yeah She's not trying to bully you. She's not trying to like. <laughs> no, I mean, we would have like. We had full blown. And I'm saying like, Rich, you don't know how to talk to me. And I had to figure I'm that like, out. I am not mm, your, like, I am not, I'm married to you. So me coming to you is not to pick on you. Yeah. It's, you getting help benefits me. Mm -hmm. And it took so long for him to kind of like get it where I'm like, our arguments um, and it ain't they, they're not like yeah we ain't out here like because here's the thing when you need somebody all that little stuff that petty stuff you want to get mad and do it I can't do it eventually I'm gonna need him for something <laughs> so we get we get over it real we gotta quick. get over it real quick and most of the times he always is the one beating me to apologize because hmm. I'm like First of all, it, it takes me a long time to get mad, period. Now, 
I'll, I'll get over it for the sake of like, I didn't even mean to come at you like that in the first place. So this whole, okay, yeah, y'all talking about as much as like, okay, I'm dealing with the health issues, health issues and stuff like that. Oh no, I am getting a whole healing myself in the process. Yes. Because there is somebody that is directly in not opposition, but like can show me a, a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, you talking to me a little crazy. It's normal to me though. Yes. Yes. So I don't know how far these things go down in my life that I have to uproot. People think that they marrying the representative. You are marrying their upbringing. Mm. So everything that came out with us, I'm I'm literally looking at a man child, and I'm not calling him, you know, like a. I know what you're talking about. I'm you're literally dealing with, you're dealing with the boy, a um, broken boy, a broken father issues he working through. I got to deal with the dynamic between the family and like you know family depending on him. He don't have an end. All of these things mm-hmm. are coming out in our marriage, and I'm trying to tell like, hey. You can be vulnerable home. You can lay your head on my lap. I'm not going to attack you. At the, at the end of the day, my well-being is your well-being. And there I, it is. And I had to learn that because there were so many other things that I learned. Like, people don't understand where, and maybe some do, and I shouldn't say that. But it's like, when it's constant survival, constant repetitive 40-plus years of survival, mm-hmm. and now you just learning how to be on the other side of survival? Yeah. What? Yeah, it's going to take me a minute to learn that this is safe. The last time I tried to be safe, I got burnt for it. There it is. And then it's either I'm, like, I'm not in a, a place where it's balanced. I'm swinging from one extreme to the next. So either I'm completely closed off and I can't stand anybody. Or I leave myself totally wide open and I'm exposing too much. And I'm getting hurt by everybody. He was institutionalized. That is the best way to put it. it, We got family moments, dinners, and we like... And I'm having having the time of my life. But like in the beginning, Rich would be off on the court. I'm like, yo, we having family dinner. Don't be rude. Come on over. And I'm not not being rude. Not realizing... He might not have had family dinners. Yeah. He don't know what a family conversation is. Yeah. He don't, you know, my dad will start the conversation off. We all, you know, we all should, kids share their mind. Mom shares them. And we just talking. We working through stuff, issues. And um, I'll put this out there because I, I hadn't. But on top of everything that we were dealing with, um, I... Good. Cut that out. <laughs> That's good. After everything, start from there. With everything that was going on, um, I really wanted to heal. I wanted to be whole. Not physically, spiritually. I really wanted to be whole. And after years, decades, I finally went to my family and let them know, hey, when I was a child, I got molested. Never told anybody. Nothing. To this day, and I'm sure when people hear this podcast, it, it'll be a thing with my circle group. And when I went to Rich, I told him everything. I put every every bad thing I ever did in my life, everything that ever affected me, 
I came to him and we it was it was here is me naked. If you take me, I'm gonna do everything in my power to heal and be better. Not really like, <clears throat> not realizing that like putting that weight on him with everything and him okay, I have to digest this. I'm married. I got to guide her. I have to lead. It was it was a lot. Then for him to come to me, and this is my childhood, you know, here my father issues. You know, I got a brother that's um, ten days younger. Ten days younger. Figuring, you know, all of these things, and it's just like we are literally open, vulnerable, exposed, and then that's when stuff start coming out. And, yeah. we, and we had, and we not had it out like Ugh, like we had it out. Yeah. To where it's like she didn't leave anything from me. I didn't leave anything from her. So it's like, okay, this is what this feels like. Mm. It's strange. Mm. It is strange to me. Mm. Like, I don't. It's like, okay, God, how do now how do I navigate this? And then I don't hear you. And for me, it's like, don't leave me to my devices. I'll figure it out the way I'll figure it out. Yes. And. I've done that a ton of times. It hasn't got me nowhere, but that's all I know. So you got to help me here. And so when she started to go through hers, you know, her process, is like not intentionally, but I waited for mine because I wanted to make sure I was there for her to so that, you know, to be supportive. And I'm like, I can wait. I don't know how healthy that was, but it was like, I could wait. Yeah. But, um, and I think I waited because I wasn't sure what I was going to run into or how that looks for me or how I would even feel about it. Because up until this point, I'm pretty numb to it. I'm pretty used to how things go, barely getting it by or somebody telling you to figure it out. And it's like, figure out what? This is all I've seen. You trying to tell me something that I didn't see. And I have to now figure this out at this age. I'm 44. Like, there's this expectation of where people should be at a certain age. And yeah. they're like, oh, no, I'm just now figuring it out. Yeah. And I'm married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moved. This is all new. So if this is culture shock, hey, this is culture shock. So to now be like, okay, you have to go to counseling. And not only that, but just now understanding like, okay, I am a byproduct of something. And I now understand that I am a byproduct of that. It made me feel better to identify, I can identify where it was because for so long, I couldn't tell you. Yes. This is normal. This is really, really normal. Fragmented family, it's normal. Survival, it's normal. The stuff that I've seen, it's normal to me. So to try to tell me there's something different, you're going to have to show me that because I ain't seen it. Yeah. And this was the first year of marriage. Of marriage. Like his mom was a big support. My family was a big support, but it was literally like we just kept getting hit. It's the job situation is, you know, we experienced every part of our vows in such a short time, and it was just, it just kept coming. 
I mean, and even when we thought we was going to get a break, COVID hit. It was just, yeah. we just never, to this day, we haven't had a vacation, no break, nothing. And it's it, it stuff we got to consider with that because her health. Okay, we just can't be around anybody like that. Like, we, we can get everybody vaccinated yeah. and stuff here, but it's just yeah. like, oh, no, now there's stuff we have to really take in consideration because of the dynamic that we have, you know. Just it's just it was some it's just thinking about it now, our marriage is stronger because of it and everything, you know, we stronger, we can talk and everything. But it's just like I just wanted to enjoy my marriage and I'm getting I'm getting choked up now. <laughs> and I'm trying to fight the, but it was just yes, like sir. we only got two months, Lord. Like it was just two months of just exhaling. And it was just ripped and it like after like, March 5th, 2019, since then, it has just been fighting and fighting. And I'm a fighter. Like, I, I am a fighter. Like, when the health situation came, it wasn't, you know, I had my moments, but I had the moments in the closet. And it was, we going my family, we going to fight this together. Rich, when you don't have, and he, I remember him saying it because I was, I had just gotten back from the doctor, and they, they said, I had two choices. And they said, the way your kidney is right now, if we give you a treatment, you're going to be at risk for cancer. If we don't, you're going on dialysis. And I'm like, that's, that's not a choice. It's not a, you didn't give me an option. It's a lose-lose. And I remember I held it up. Them doctors not going to see me cry. And I got outside, and as soon as I felt the air hit me, I just cried. And it, I just fell in his chest and cried. We went home, and um, I got in the tub, and he came, and he, and he washed me. And I'm just, I leaned over, and I just, I told Rich, I said, you know, I don't know why I get, you know, God did this to us. You know, I don't, we never, we weren't trying to be anything. We didn't want anything. We, all we wanted was to just get married and just have this little home and it just be us. And everything is attacking us in every health, money, past, friends, past. past. It was just like everything we could think of would just come. And I just, and in that moment, he said, babe, if you ain't got it, lean on me. Mm. And I was just like, Rich, you going through, and he was just like, we just. I can't go back. It's just, it'll just be us. And I just remember being in the tub, just leaning on him, and it just, we cried. And I told him, I said, just give me, give me this night. In the morning, I'll be fine. And I woke up the next morning, and I said, all right, we're just going to make decisions, and we're going to keep going. And it's been like that since. I ended up going on dialysis on my birthday. Of 2019? 20, uh, 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. On my birthday, August 22nd, on my birthday, ended up on dialysis. And When's your birthday? August 22nd. So you said, so in uh, March of 2019 is when they told you that you were going to have to go back. They gave you the the choice between. No, they tried. They tried to fight. I was on so many different um, treatments. Okay. To fight the rejection, and it was hurting my body. Like, um, 
I don't want to say it's the equivalent, but it, it, it it's kind of similar to chemo, to where they're trying to attack an infection, but all this other stuff happens, and I got, like, the, the worst of it. Like, I think you're only supposed to get, like, five to seven. I was getting nine of these treatments, and my body is just, like, they're sedating me at the same time to keep me on the treatment, and I'm just... It's just pain. So you did that for the whole year, 2019? No, for that treatment, that was um, that was about a week. And then after that, just kept going back in. Never got better. And every time we would go in, I'm in there for like a month, two months, a month. Oh, you've been hospitalized for, for that. All oh, of no, 2019. It wasn't like a day here or a day there. It was like months, weeks, like one or two weeks going into a month. Thinking like, okay, we're gonna get out today. Here's another five days. So surgeries, I'm getting biopsies. You it know, was, getting, it was getting punctured to the point. In the I liver. think I could have, I could have did her stuff myself. I don't, them people know me, and it's like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't want y'all getting that familiar with me because I don't want to be up here like this. So where y'all at right now? She needs a kidney. She needs a kidney. I need a kidney. She needs a kidney. And the video that we um, shot last week. Uh, we're going to roll that video right now. My name is Tiffany Martin, and I am in need of a kidney donor. Hello, my name is Richard Martin, and I'm the husband of Tiffany Martin. Um, in 2012, through it was a mutual acquaintance, and um, she said, I, you know, I think this, this might be your guy, you know, he's your type, or, you know, everything on paper. How, you know how girls write on paper, they're, they're, they're typing everything. And, um, just the kind of compact that we tried to date, or at least I tried to date her. She didn't like me. I was living my best life. Whatever you want to take that as, that was me. <laughs> he tried. I mean, he he really tried his best. And I got off the plane and I walked out and he has this little cheesy cardboard box or uh, cardboard paper, whatever, with my name on it. And, you know, Miss Robinson, I'm your rod. I'm like, oh my God, he's laying it on thick, it's gross. We get in the car, he takes me right to one of, you know, one of the places I've been trying to go to for years, and it was the Met. The Greek exhibit, the Egyptian exhibit, it was just, it was just great. Roses and cards and just everything. And um, he took me to the airport, you know, we said our goodbyes. And lo and behold, a blizzard comes and I'm stuck at the airport. This guy drives back an hour in a blizzard to come pick me up. The next day he got me, you know, to the airport and I leave and I get home. And the entire time I didn't tell him and I didn't tell anybody, but I had noticed that my, um, my body wasn't feeling normal. So as soon as I got home, I didn't think to call him. I just went directly to the doctors and um, that's when they told me I had started experiencing um, some kidney failure, but I had never called him back. I didn't let him know I was fine, anything. And he called maybe a day later and he went off. Just, you don't, you don't go home and not tell me, you know, about your whereabouts and I'm worried about you. And my silly, immature self just, you know, told him like, you're doing too much. Like back off, you're doing too much. We kind of went our, you know, separate ways and I completely started focusing on my health. Um, but for some reason, he just, he called back. You know, we just focused on the friendship and just remember her telling me that she was losing her eyesight and that her kidneys had failed and along with her pancreas. 
And so we kind of focused on just that, you know, dating and anything else wasn't important at the time. Our friendship did kind of get stronger. Literally every single day he called and we would talk for hours. And it wasn't, he wasn't trying to get anything from me or he just, how are you doing? And we would just talk about the stuff I used to enjoy. And um, I would be on dialysis every night for nine hours on peritoneal and he would talk to me for nine hours and um, wait till I fell asleep and he would go to work. At the end of 2017, 16 or 17, um, she asked me to come down and pay her a visit. And I think that's when we began to like reconnect on a more uh, relational level, like being a couple. And um, we just went from there. And then I was saying 2019, we were married. It's, it's overwhelming to be, to be loved by Rich. And I'm a type one juvenile diabetic. I was diagnosed when I was five years old. And um, just over the course of two decades, just the wear and tear of uh, diabetes um, resulted in me losing, you know, function of my kidneys. Um, I'm completely 100% blind. And in 2017, I received a dual transplant uh, between a kidney and a pancreas. 2019. I married the love of my life in January, and literally in two months, um, my kidney rejected, and um, she began to say that it would um, attack my spinal cord. And so, um, certain things would deteriorate. So it would be, you know, my motor, my movements, and you know, the tremors would increase, and it was literally just, you know, my body deteriorating to a point to where it wouldn't be able to self-sustain. I am pleading with you to give my wife a kidney so that she can live. I've always been a fighter. It's not in my nature uh, to ask for anything. Um, I've been very independent all of my life. Um, but I've been humbled. Um, and it's not, it's not a bad thing. I'm learning. Um, I'm learning God's care and sovereignty and love and all of, all of those things just by asking and so um, I'm coming to you with a humble heart asking for um, a living donor. If you feel that you're a match, you heard that you don't have to be a specific match for her blood type. Uh, they can do cross-matching. If we're not a match per se, and there's somebody else in the world, and they have a, theirs doesn't match, they'll swap. So every, we will still get the kidneys, in the, you know, and the transplant will you know, happen. But they'll, they'll coordinate all of those right. things. Right, right. So make sure you go to the description in the on the YouTube channel and um, the information will be in the YouTube channel. And so let's step up. If we really truly b believe that black lives matter, then hey, 
This is what it's about right here. So um, that's the reason why I want them to be on this podcast, because their life touched me so much. I was convicted by just hearing their story. So, yeah, y'all don't have to be relationship gurus <laughs> for people's lives to be transformed. The Bible says that we will be people will overcome by the word of our testimony. So just by y'all giving y'all testimony, people are going to extract whatever they need in that season. And so uh, that's what I'm doing. As you know, this podcast is me going through my journey, and I don't believe that anything happens by happenstance that through a powerful video that I shot for Charnel, uh, dope woman overcomer. She's the bomb. And, um, meeting her a couple of years ago, opened up the door for me to meet y'all at such a time as this. So it's, it's nothing is just by happenstance. So first of all, let me just thank y'all so much for your willingness to share, for your willingness to, to just be naked and unashamed. Listen, thank you because <laughs> She she put me on to you. Oh, oh really? Look at the dear wifey like, podcast. You gonna listen to dear wifey with me? He like that don't sound like it's for me. And I'm like, just, just like just it's cool. And we have friends. Yeah, friends yeah. all the while. So yeah. it was like, oh, all right. And so you can imagine, like, all right, I don't know you, like, yeah, because we're just listening. Yeah. And so when we finally arrived, I'm like, oh, that's dude. <laughs> I keep forgetting because I when I pulled up the video. Everything's audio, and I'm like, it's a podcast, so I'm like, I'm not realizing that I had the phone tucked. He's not looking at the phone. I'm just listening. He's just oh, listening. Yeah. And so when we got here, I'm like, this is a guy. I already told you about him. You've seen him. And he's like, I ain't seen I ain't this. Seen him doing Are you just listening? I was just listening, because anytime she plays anything, we're not, like, on her phone or yeah. whatever. I'm just listening to it. Yeah. So... Cause you have to enter into her world at yeah, this point. Yeah, and, and and it's quite funny now because yeah. she has she has her phone up to a specific speed and it's fast. <laughs> so all I hear <laughs> it's got dumb to the point now I'm starting to understand who and what is I'm like, okay, I've been around you way too way long. too much. It's gotta be something like Minnie Mouse. Just to say like, okay, it was like, okay, no, that's the dude. Oh, okay. So thank y'all so much for joining me on the Dear Future Wifey podcast, Tiff and Rich. Y'all give it up for Tiff and Rich, y'all. Oh, can I get some, like, Jamaican air horns? Like, Go ahead, do it. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> when I tell you their story is so impactful to me, such an amazing story, it, 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 really, it really convicts me, and it teaches me to see outside of my sight to see outside of my eyes and so this letter definitely reflects exactly that dear future wifey i want to see you i want to close my eyes and still see you i want the predestined purpose of our futures to resonate in my soul when we meet and give me the undeniable clarity to identify you as my purpose partner I must see you. The Holy Spirit is my optometrist. He's been detecting defects in my vision. There has been signs of injury to my retinas due to choices I've made when my vision was foggy. I was prescribed. I was prescribed spectacles, the Bible, to strengthen my sight. Last year, I became laser focused to get my vision clearer so I would recognize you. I needed eye surgery, so I consulted Jesus Christ as my ophthalmologist. My surgery was completed on December the 30th, 2020, when I surrendered my sexuality to him and became abstinent. My vision is 2020 now. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'm following his footsteps in the sand. 
Other guys didn't have the right prescription to see you. Beautiful. You come with a unique eye chart. With closed eyes, I want my heart to beat faster when you are in my vicinity and see you in the spirit before gazing into your eyes. Baby, I will see you. Your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit. Live intentionally and transparently. And don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.